Today's topic is how to transition to legal nanny pay for nannies and employers. We are excited to have Franny Wood from Homework Solutions with us today. If you're just meeting, I'm Candy of experiencenanny.com. I have 30 years background in nannying and childcare with families around the world. On this channel, I share my advice, tips and experiences in childcare as well as information from and by industry leaders. If this is something that interests you, consider subscribing to my channel and ringing the bell. This way you'll be notified when I upload new content. Franny Wood is a client success specialist at Homework Solutions. Passionate about community and childcare, Franny has devoted her career to the household employment industry. With over 16 years of experience, she has used her education in psychology and child development to work with families in various employment settings, from traditional nanny roles to specialized work with neurodiverse children. An active member of her local nanny community, she has given talks at National Nanny Training Day and participated in childcare social groups and book clubs. Along the way, she has come to appreciate the nuances of household employment tax law and enjoys guiding both nannies and families accordingly. As an advocate for fair and legal pay, she is in a unique position to consult families on understanding tax obligations and how to benefit by offering total compensation packages to household employees. In her spare time, she is completing a second bachelor's degree in accounting and enjoys the outdoors and spending time with family. I'm not sure how much free time you have. <laughs> it sounds like you have a busy life. I do. Um, I like it that way, though. It's like it's always interesting, you know. Um, I've I've always been a self-starter, so I sort of fell into nanny unexpectedly early on, straight out of high school. I used it sort of as a means to pay for college. Um, I'm used to that hustle, and I think a lot of nannies are right. I like we're so, used yeah. to how do we piece our schedules together? How do we make this work? So, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm sure I'm one of many. <laughs> I'm a bit like you. Um, yeah. a, a question I, I hear mm. a lot from parents and nannies is the one that we probably all hear. And so the nanny is being paid under the table or the family is paying the nanny under the table and they don't know how to move to legal pay. So could you walk us through why legal pay is important? Yes, you know, there are a lot of reasons it is important and it. We'll, we'll talk broadly and we can always zoom in on a couple of, of those things, but um, you know, it's important for families and for nannies in different ways. And so, you know, if you're, if you're a nanny, you're often amongst other nannies talking about, well, how do I, how do I get health insurance? How do I provide for what I need to, to handle every month, whether it's car payments or things like that. So we, we talk to our friends, but Often where we get stuck is not having someone to talk to who knows what it's like to go from off the books to on the books. Like, I feel like rarely, you know, there's, there's this pattern where people will say, okay, I'm off the books. I'll just be on the books my next year. That's what I'm going to do. And I think the pandemic in 2020 really changed our view on that. There was a lot of nannies, there were a lot of nannies that went into unemployment trying to figure out, okay, I don't have a job right now. I did, but now they don't want me because of just trying to take precautions or maybe their employer lost a job. 
I was home with the kids. There were a lot of differences. And what we saw is our hands wanted to get unemployment to my me while they looked for the next job and tried to figure things out and they couldn't work. So part of the big push recently is unemployment. When you're on the books, you're able to get that. And when you're off the books, it's not that you can't eventually get it, but you know, we think, we think, well, of course, you could still pursue that. You could still, you know, go that route and say, no, I was an employee, I just wasn't on the books, and you can file this paperwork. But in the meantime, the rent is due, the car payments due, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And a lot of people didn't get checks. They were just hanging out there and then relying on family to help their friends. And so we don't talk about that enough. That that struggle that I think nannies face in that month to month as they're either transitioning between jobs, like if a family decides, hey, by the way, we took a job or moving to California. Well, guess what? You would be eligible for unemployment as you continue to look for another job. So there's just little things like that that help you bridge financial gaps that you need um, and just protect you. I mean, it's the same thing. And some of these benefits help both employer and employee, like workers' compensation. So you think about workers' compensation that can protect the family in case, I mean, let's say she twists her ankle. She's coming down the steps, she twists her ankle. Things like workers' compensation insurance, you can only get it on the books. And that can cover things like lost wages because your nanny has to go to PT and she's struggling to fit the schedule. And it just provides some safety. It's a very big on safety. You know, whether that's a financial safety net for you as you're planning, or it's a family's financial safety net where they're going, we don't want to get hit with anything that we're liable for here. We don't want to get in trouble for not paying on the books because someone got hurt and then filed for mm-hmm. a claim for us. You know, we, we want to make sure that we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's so that we don't get stuck paying even more, you know? So there, there are a lot of benefits, you know, to highlight. Those are just some of the, I feel like recently, the, the more prevalent yes. ones that nannies are talking about, you know? Yeah. So if a family is paying a nanny under the table and they want to move to paying legally, how do they go about it? So I always say, I'm a big talk talk about it. Talk about it with people. Right now, I mean, we're at a very interesting point in our history where information is everywhere for us to get, right? If you Google, how should I pay my nanny legally? You're Mm -hmm. going to get a whole list of ways to do it. And that's where it gets overwhelming and people, well, I'm just going to close this and I'm not going to look at it anymore. I need to, I need to take a break. <laughs> um, but I think it's because it's a lot of information and it's scary, but it's, it's actually all there, you know? So what we like to do and what homework solutions loves to do is we like to just share that information. We really like to approach this as a, a, from a place of knowledge. If you don't know, how can you make these changes? And obviously like with anything, Educating up yourself on something, it's a lot of work, right? It's a yeah. lot of hard work. But what payroll companies like Homework Solutions can do is break that down into like bite-sized pieces. So it doesn't feel as overwhelming to tackle. So I'm always telling people, just talk about it. Like, well, what are your questions about it? I have friends who have children who, you know, are hiring nannies and they're like, what do, I've never done this before. What do I do? This is overwhelming. What if she doesn't want to be paid on the table? she's worried about her take-home pay being less how does this work like does it really matter but i get in trouble for this and it's like well yeah actually you can and let's let's talk about that what like 
what are you most scared of by paying for books? Mm -hmm. Is it organizing the information? Is it wanting to just have the freedom to hand someone cash and walk away? Like where, where is your hesitancy? And nine times out of 10, that hesitancy is, I just don't understand how it works. And it's too much. It's too much paperwork. Yes. And it's like, oh yeah, it is a lot of paperwork, but we live in, in a wonderful world of digital assistance now. It is nowhere near where it was years ago. Like now it's, you can work with other companies who help you organize that. And it makes it so much easier to do. So I always just say, talk to people, start making phone calls and, and talk to people who aren't going to try to get something out of you. Right. I think that's a big thing too. That's one of the reasons, you know, I love working with homework stations. We push, hey, you call us, we will answer your question. Doesn't matter if you're signing with us or not. And I think that's missing out there. You know, people don't want to step in and start asking questions because they're like, well, what am I really getting into here? You know, um, but we'll answer even nanny questions. And, you know, nannies aren't hiring. That's, yes, you know, I've, I've called homework solutions before and yeah. asked a question and have been given just, a great answer. Just to just to know, because that's where it starts, right? Knowledge is power. So, yes. you know, we really like to share that to start with. And we want to encourage families and families to call us to say, hey, what does this look like? Even if, you, even if you're not thinking about hiring someone and you're just trying to understand it, you can always call. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, great. And if a nanny, what would be your advice? If a nanny wanted to approach their employer and say, you know, I've been thinking about this, I've been talking to my friends, I really think I need to be paid legally. How do you think they should approach their employers? It's a very tough question. Every relationship is so different. You know, what I like to encourage is first talk to your local nanny friends because they're going to support you through this process more than anything. And talk to local nanny friends who you know are paid on the books. How does that look? What does this look like? Because part of this conversation might mean, hey, I know I'm going to have less take than pay. So while I'm asking them about being on the books, I also have to acknowledge that and say, I might need a little bit of a raise to make mm -hmm. this work for my budget. And that's a sensitive thing to do. I think many nannies, it's very intimidating, especially if, even if you have a good relationship with your employer and you're coming into work and you're thinking, I don't want to rock this boat. This is going fine. I like this situation. I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to lose this family because they don't want to put me on the books and now it's awkward. You know, that's, that's a lot of anxiety to bring into a conversation. Yes. So, you know, to, to lighten that up a little bit, I'm going to tell you what, it just helps to talk to your nanny friends to say, are you paid on the books? What does that look like? Were you off the books? And then did you get on the books? Did you have to talk to them about that? Or did they can do you get, get familiar with just talking about it before you even approach your employer, because it's going to feel more comfortable then mm -hmm. when you do. And I always tell, like I had a lot of nanny friends. I was a nanny for a long time. I, I've, I've dealt with all of these kinds of conversations. And, and for me, I always like to say like, don't feel like you have to know everything about what it means to be on the books. Mm -hmm. It's important to educate yourself too, but it's not your job to be an expert in this. Right. You're not the employer. And so nannies often feel like I have to know it. They're going to ask me what to do about it. They can ask you what to do about it. You can also say, yes, you know what? There's a lot of good resources online or, Hey, here's a number you can call that I know is a great number. You know, that's what we are trying to kind of convey 
in these conversations is like, you don't, you don't have to be the expert. You just need to know what am I getting by moving on to the books? What, what do I deserve as an employee to protect myself? How can I receive certain benefits that I see my friends, my nanny friends receiving that I'm not receiving right now? So I think we need to change that sort of conversation a little bit because I mean, I know personally, I've been in the shoes of, hey, I, I would really like to be paid on the books. That's what my, my ad says. That's what my standards are. This is my background. And I've been in a place where someone says, well, no, if someone asks, it's a gift. Or if someone asks, um, we're not worried about it. You're a friend. We, you know, we'll just, we'll fix that if the time comes. That happens. It happens because people just go, I'm, I don't need another thing to tackle right now. We all feel that way, right? Even nannies feel that way. I don't need another thing. I don't need to move to direct deposit. I don't know what that will mean for my budget. It all is overwhelming. And I think if we come at this like together as a team and you approach your family as a team, hey, I've been hearing a lot about this. This information is widespread. Nanny groups all over the country talk about this. You're able to use that as like a second. You're like, hey, I noticed this conversation happening on this group. And upon digging into it, I'm realizing you might be doing things wrong. And just be surprised. Mm -hmm. Just even if you've kind of known you've been doing it wrong, just be surprised because often parents, many of them also just don't know what right. they're doing either. And I think we feel like they should know too, but a lot of them don't, you know? And mm -hmm. so if you come to them and you're like, I think you might need to look at this. Can we like set aside some time? Maybe we can just sit at your computer at the end of the day and look up a couple things and get a game plan together to talk about it. Then it, you're tackling like a team. You're not coming at where it's like me versus you. And I right. think that can help keep that relationship healthy as well. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of nannies say, I know I should have, you know, I should have been paid legally, but I'll, I'll do that with my next family. It's yeah. the same with contracts. I'll do that with my next family. Yeah. But I just feel like you're missing out on so much with this family. And I know, yeah. I know the, the, the scary part is I might lose my job if I bring it up. I, I think all nannies feel that like, you know, if I bring up yeah. a difficult topic, I'm going to get fired. Mm -hmm. um, and I think your your suggestion of talking to nannies and, you know, having that conversation multiple times, it makes you more confident so that mm -hmm. when you have a conversation with your employer, it, it's easier. Right. I like that. And it, it's not as intimidating to the employer. Right. The employer, you know, I, I've talked to some families who are just like, especially early on in my career, who are like, no, I, I think you're an independent contractor. Why should they specialize in understanding exactly. this either? You know, I think we need to kind of remove some of this judgment that we like to throw at each other. Like, because nannies are afraid of that judgment. If they don't have the right answer, mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, maybe they don't think I'm smart enough for this, or I don't understand. Like, I'm asking for this, but I don't understand it. And it feels like there's a lot of self-consciousness, right? Yes. It's the same for employers. You know, employers are like, I feel like I should know more about this, but I don't. And I don't want you to think that I don't or that I don't care because maybe I do, but I work a lot. I have kids, I'm running a house, I'm doing all these things too. And I just, can I add one more thing to my plate to learn about this right now? Like, no, <laughs> I can't. And so they just kick the can. We all do that in things in our lives, right? We kick the can down the road. We're like, we'll handle it later. Right. So, you know, I think locking in some time and slowing things down and just saying, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about it candidly. 
And I will say I have seen more household employers call more so in the last month, even that, you know, I haven't worked for home solutions for long, but they'll say like, oh, my nanny and I were talking. That's good. We're trying to figure out how to get her on the books. And I think that that's such a nice thing to hear that like, okay, it's, it's a collective conversation, mm-hmm. but it's also a sensitive one. It's a financial conversation. Mm-hmm. Most people are not comfortable having those conversations, right. especially with someone who works in their home. And same from a nanny, like, they're like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to know how much my rent costs or my car mm-hmm. payment, or if I have debt I'm trying to get out of, or, you know, they don't want to have to have those conversations. It's private. Yes. So what we like to encourage is for nannies, think about what you need your net take home to be. Think about what you need to make ends meet, kind of compare that to rates and what maybe your nanny friends have been making and what your experience is like, take in a lot of this information, but look at what you need. And then look at maybe what your goals are, where you want to get to from your net take. And so that way, when you're going to talk to your employer or a potential employer, you're able to say, look, this is where I'd like to be with my take home. And from there, between you, between the employer, between companies like Homework Solutions, you're able to then work together to see, okay, well, then that means your gross pay should be this. And for an employer, that means they can have a private conversation with some someone like you know myself or with right. my colleague, Rachel. They can have a private conversation that says, if I paid my nanny this gross amount per hour, what does that mean financially for me paying taxes? How much more am I actually paying to have this different security around me as an employer. So it provides like kind of some separate private spaces for these negotiations to have, like almost like you're consulting with someone and they're consulting with someone, but it it softens it a little bit. Yes, it does. Okay. And what would you say are the advantages of paying a nanny legally for the parents? And what are Mm -hmm. the advantages to being paid legally um, for a nanny? There's so many. Um, So big ones that I think of for the parents. Decreasing liability. Liability, liability, like everybody knows that word, liability. You do not want to be in trouble for something just because you didn't take a few moments to make a phone call and learn more about this process. And sometimes, like I said, that has to do with someone twisting their ankle on the job. Sometimes it has to do with, you know, wage and hour disputes. Someone can say, hey, I was supposed to be paid legally. You never paid me legally. And I'm filing a dispute. And then you're on the hook for back taxes on top of it. Auditing. There's all of these different things that screen liability. But there are also benefits. When you're paying on the books, you are eligible for which is not that expensive to get, especially if you talk to homeowners or renters policy holder. Mm Um, you know, you are able, or insurance provider, you know, you're able to kind of say, okay, I'm going to pay into this system. I am paying more in taxes. I'm, I'm contributing to this, but now I can get workers' compensation and protect myself. Now I can have a contract or a nanny work agreement that I can outline specifications of what I need for my child so that I have control in the relationship in a way that protects my child that I can say, you know, I, I only want you to take them to the library and these other places. You can't take them to your home because it's not, you know, that child's not covered there. You can kind of specify these things that you otherwise would not be able to specify 
Mm. And they're now that this big recent push, um, there are a lot of employment um, benefits. So if you're, um, let's say you work for a hospital, you know, a lot of people, a lot of doctors, you know, hire um, some hospitals and some employment agreements as you're signing, ask them about what kind of credits or reimbursements they get for childcare, because that can count for nanny care as well. Mm. So you might get some reimbursements that way because you're able to say, hey, look, I am paying someone legally. It's, this is verified. I am doing what I should be doing. And you can get reimbursements from your employer for such things. So there's just different programs out there that we also aren't asking enough about right. for our own situation. Yeah. So I think of that. I often think of, think about the, the good that you're putting out there. When you pay someone on the books, you're also helping them look at their entire employment package in a different way. And sometimes this does take extra conversations with professionals, yeah. but things like we use health insurance is the most simple example. Um, being able to do that in a tax-free way lowers that tax burden for you and it provides health insurance for your nanny. So your nanny is getting a benefit. You're paying less in taxes overall. You know, you're able to sort of con construct these agreements in a way that offers benefits to both of you. So it doesn't just feel like, well, man, we have to handle all this. She doesn't get, mm -hmm. get all the burden. We have to do it, you know. Instead, it's just changing that conversation. Like, well, let's talk about that. If you want to lower your tax burden, let's talk about how you can do that. You know, that kind of thing. And for nannies, protection as well. We talk about unemployment. We talk about potential for health insurance. A big one for nannies in cities now. You can get like um, transit passes and parking, ta tax reimbursements. So you get like these different benefits that you just don't even know are out there. Right. To be able to just function day to day and not worry so much about, you know, your month to month bills, for instance. Instead, you're like, you know what? I do have my health insurance covered. It's like another job, it's through my employer and this is working, you know? So it's, I don't know, to me, it simplifies it. It looks like it's complicating it, but mm -hmm. once you get it going, it actually simplifies it. And I think you have nanny retention. If I'm yes. a nanny and I'm working for a family that's giving me health insurance, I am going to stick with them over a family that's not, you know, and yeah. part of that's just, you know, you have no other means of getting it, but then out of pocket, that's what you're going to do, you know, so. I think it, it definitely gives um, the nanny more credibility if, mm -hmm. if they're actually compensated for the job that they're doing yeah. in a legal way, because it's mm -hmm. considered a profession rather than, you know, oh, right so-and-so is coming to the house to look after the children and I, I just pay them under the table kind of thing. Well, that, and you know, there's also, like you think about so many nannies who work very, very long weeks being compensated for that time. Yes. It is very hard to be out of your home for most of the week. And you think, okay, you're there longer because, you know, the employer needs time to get to their job. So maybe they're working mm -hmm. 40 hours a week. You might be working 45 or 50 hours. Yep. So that's a long time to be out of your own home, you know, away from your family or your animals or, you know, your children who might be in the care of other people that you're, you know, coordinating. So you need to be compensated for that time. Yes. And so that's why, you know, quit being on the books that way, you're, you're legally obligated to make sure you're paying things like overtime. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, okay, that, that person is compensated for their time. And I know that I've done what I need to do yes. to make sure that I'm doing this legally. And I feel good about that. You know, I know that like it's done and I don't need to think about it. So. Great. 
And if a family wants to start the process, how long do you think it takes? Obviously, it's not it's not science, so it depends on how invested the, the client is. But how how long does it take from start to finish to get a nanny from under the table to legal pay? Um, so that's different for everybody. But I would say if you're committed and you're making the phone calls and really you got your information lined up and I'm ready to go, you can do it as quickly as two weeks if you wanted to go from off the books to on the books and paying direct deposit. Um, for most households, I imagine it takes about a month or more just from the start of conversation to actually putting it in motion um, because it is, it's overwhelming, it's intimidating. And then you're like, well, do, I'm gonna call this company and then that, and I'm gonna talk to my friends with their nannies. Let's, let's see. And so it's a lot to digest. So I think it's a little different for every single household. But at the same time, I think that, you know, it's possible. You just got to start. You got to start somewhere. So yes. start with a phone call. And, and depending on the state you live in, that can make a huge difference too. You know, we have things like um, homework solutions. We have state tip sheets for all 50 states. So when you're like, man, I, I know that this is a little different from my state. But can someone answer those questions? You need to know where to go to be able to say, hey, right. your state requires workers' compensation. You have to get it. You don't have a choice, you know, that kind of thing. So, okay. And, and are there repercussions for people who haven't done it legally and then become legal? Not unless someone finds out, which is not part of our job. So, um, yeah, we are all about encouraging. We are like, look, we're going to work with you. Let's, let's start the process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that often there's a concern, especially this year, because of the cash apps needing to report next year mm -hmm. for um, anything over $600. So I think next year, we're going to have a lot of panicked people saying, how do we get this taken care of and make sure mm -hmm. that we can move forward without getting in trouble? But at the same time, I think this is such a big thing to tackle. Don't don't think that you're going to just be under a microscope because right. you were paying off the books and now all of a sudden you're going on the books. Like, if you're working together with your nanny and it's a you know a respectful transition, I don't see why anybody would be knocking down your door because you're you're doing the right thing. Right. You're making the right move. It's it's like you were driving without a seatbelt and all of a sudden you say, Yes, oh yeah, I should be putting this on. Yes. Like you're not gonna get a ticket for last year when you didn't have it on, you know. Yep. Where people are gonna be happy, that, oh you're good, great, you're on the books now, that's awesome, you know. And there's a lot of encouragement out there for that. So okay. And do you have any any other tips you would like to throw out there right now? Um, tips, tips, tips. Uh, I guess I could just because I have such a strong background in nannying. We have one tip for the nannies and one tip for the household employers. Um, and they're going to be very similar. Nannies, talk, talk to your friends. Talk to your friends. Talk to them over and over again. And I know it's like no one wants to talk about finances and no one wants to talk about you know, being on the books, like it's like, no, I don't want to not talk about that, but just do it. Just try it. Just, just try, it, you know, and for families, I say the same thing to people who are already paying them. Say, hey, how did you do that? Did you do that straight, straight out the gate or did you need to transition later? Uh, who did you talk to? Is there anybody I can just call to get some questions answered for my situation? You know, start talking, start seeing what's out there and do a little bit of Google you know, how do, how do I do this? How do I organize payroll? And, you know, that's what companies like Homework Solutions are out there to do mm -hmm. as well, is to say, 
we can tell you how to do it, whether you work with us or not, we're going to tell you what it takes to do it, and how to do it. And so that's, that's where you start. Fantastic. And if anybody wanted to reach you, how could they do that? Um, so I do not have a direct line yet. I'm hoping to, um, but you are always, always, always welcome to email me at Franny, which is F-R-N-N-Y homeworksolutions.com um, I will answer any email you, you send me even if it's just a quick question I'm happy to, to answer it for you and just chat with you or set up a time to chat with you um, you are also more than welcome to call the main homework solutions line which um, is 800-626-4829 and you can always ask to speak to me from there and they know who I am so they'll say oh yeah let's see if she's available and they'll transfer you to me and you can always talk that way too fantastic well thank you so much for your time today of course. and uh, hopefully we'll have you back soon of course sounds great take care